live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. There really is, uh, there is a very good football team, I want to say. A really good football team, and it's getting almost no love. It's getting almost no run. No hype, no respect, no attention. Here's a hint. They kicked Green Bay's ass in Lambeau last night. Put some respect on the Tennessee Titans, y'all, like I did before the game. Now that the game has been played, it's not too late. In fact, it's mandatory. Do it. Put some respect on the Titans, y'all. They're now 7-3. and three. Third straight year they've been 7-3 or three or better to start. They're in first in the AFC South by a mile. That division essentially is already wrapped up. They're the reigning AFC number one seed. What exactly is it going to take for people to put some respect on these dudes? They've got a tremendous head coach. They've got a Hall of Fame freight train in their backfield. I mean, that Hall of Fame freight train has been a nonstop Godzilla smashing up an entire city rampage on one for pretty much four straight years. And last night with that game on the line, (laughs) it's the best part of all. Last night with that game on the line, they had that dude, that dude, stop and throw a pass. 521 left in the third, Green Bay hanging on for dear life, not just in the game, but for their entire season. Second and goal, everybody knows who's going to get the rock. Everybody knows what's coming. Everybody, well... Everybody knew, but everybody was dead wrong because this, in fact, is what happened. Can they punch it in here on second and goal? The give is to Henry. He'll throw, and Henry throws a touchdown to Austin Hooper. They hand it to Henry before he gets to the line of scrimmage. He floats a three-yard touchdown to Hooper, his first of the year, and the Titans Pull one out of the back of the playbook to take a 20-9 lead. Genius. Genius. Jump pass, yo. Jump pass. Derrick Henry, the king, with a jump pass. Everybody take a knee for Tebow. Timothy Tebow. Tennessee's got a dude who could run right through a cement wall. And they've got this guy stopping on a dime and tossing pop passes in prime time. And not only that, he did it and then called himself a young pinky. No, I called myself a young Peyton Manning, so it felt good. And uh, I was happy uh, Hoop caught it and we were able to score. Yo, big dude, don't even sell yourself short like that. Young pinky would not last three seconds in your world, King. Young pinky would not last three seconds being Derrick Henry. Young pinky would snap clear in half after three carries. They would have to refuse Pinky's spine. After every single drive, if Pinky ever tried to do anything that Derrick Henry does on the weekly. Sometimes coaching football really is that simple, though. You've got every dude in the stadium, everybody on the field, and everybody in the stadium knowing that that dude is going to get the ball, knowing that that dude is going to put his shoulder down, his head down, and run straight through. Instead, he pulls up, and he pops a jump pass to my man Austin Hooper. Mike Vrabel and his staff have been making it look easy all year long, and last night was their best night yet. Their best night 
Unfortunately, Titans OC Todd Downing's worst night. It looked like he was having a good night. He made the easy part into the hard part. He called probably the best game of his time in Tennessee last night, and then he botched the part about getting home sober afterwards because Downing was booked at 4.39 local time this morning and back in Nashville for speeding and driving under the influence, which is brutal, just brutal, and brutally stupid. The jump pass was a nice play call, my dude. I'd probably love a pop or two as well if I dialed that up and beat Green Bay and Lambeau. However, I would mix in a ride service or a designated driver or something responsible. Way to kill the buzz, my guy. Here I am trying to put some respect on the Titans, and there you are getting absolutely lit on the team flight and then trying to drive home like a clown. Act like you've been there before, Todd Downing. Act like you've called a decent game in your life before. Act like you've called one good play before. Most importantly, stop putting yourself, and way more importantly, the rest of us at great risk. Be responsible. Man, there is no excuse. Absolutely no excuse for that at all. At least the Packers did not have a coach booked for a DUI last night. If there is a silver lining for Green Bay, that would be it. Because on the field, they went straight back to being dog crap. Although I will say this. Christian Watson may not be a bust after all. Six days ago, this dude had zero career TDs. And every Packer fan was calling him a catastrophic failure. Six days later, dude has five career touchdowns. And he is mossing dudes in the end zone. This guy's playing with swagger, he's playing with confidence, and it seemingly has come out of nowhere. That's the good news. That's the actual silver lining for Green Bay. Watson? Everything else, though? Watson? Terrible news. And you can tell that by listening to how Aaron Rodgers sounded in his post-game presser. Listen to the way this thing starts. Check out the way the first question went for him. Aaron, why do you think you guys missed some of those wide-open plays downfield today? I mean, I missed a couple throws for sure. Um, I'm not sure exactly which ones you're talking about, but I definitely missed a couple throws. That shows you how times have changed in Green Bay. The very first question after a game. Hey, Aaron, why did you miss all those wide open throws? I mean, nobody can deny it. He did. He's missing throws. He's missing throws that he's always hit. Aaron is missing throws that he has hit every single week his entire life. Aaron is missing so many throws, he's not even sure which missing throws that the reporters are asking about. I definitely missed a couple throws. And given the way their defense played, given the way their special teams always plays, my man can't ever miss a throw if they're going to have any shot whatsoever. See, the reality is Aaron does not look like the same dude who ran off back-to-back MVPs. And that's not some hot take, right? That's pretty obvious. The numbers show it. Their record shows it. All you need is a pair of eyes to see it. And that Packer come-from-behind win over Dallas meant nothing. It did not jumpstart their season. That's not who they are. The team we saw last night, this is who they are. That's who they've been the entire year. That game, 
the come-from-behind win over Dallas told us a hell of a lot more about Dallas than it did Green Bay. The Packers are going to have to win, I don't know, five of their last six, maybe even run the table to have any shot at getting into the postseason. And if you watched even five minutes of this team this year, you know there is no shot in hell of that happening. They had to have that game last night. Had to have that game last night, and they were never even in that game last night. So, no, they're not going to run the table. They're not going to win five of six. That was supposed to be a jump start. The win over Dallas, and they came out flat, and they got beaten down, and they were never even in that game last night. But give Aaron this. At least he still has his sense of humor. That's why this dude is getting grilled at the podium, and he's still rolling with it. Give him that. He's still pretty funny. He can still get hit with a zinger and have a response like this. Where do you go from here, Aaron? Home. Okay. Well, I mean, as, as, as a team, after, again, I know we talked about a lot, man, you won a lot of games here. This is a pretty, pretty rare spot for you. Yeah, season's not over. Uh, there's still six opportunities left. So, uh, Aaron, where do you go from here? Home. Home. D-O-A-R-I-P. Packers, 2022. The Packers season has about as much shelf life left as Twitter. At least that's what Twitter was saying about Twitter last night. And it honestly would have been a devastating night for Packer fan to lose Twitter. What would Packer fan have done last night without Twitter? Hey, are you craving some protein after a good workout? I always am. Listen, this time don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? What would Packer fan do if they couldn't whine and complain and cry about Aaron and the perfectly quaffed Matt LaFleur and the front office and their wide receivers and the secondary and their special teams? I mean, what is Packer fan going to do without Twitter? That's all the fun they have these days. But then again, forget about Packer fan. What about the aforementioned JTP? What the hell? Because after all, that's all the fun the JTP has these days. In fact, that's all the fun the JTP has ever had. The JTP. They're literally called the Jungle Twitter posse. They have Twitter in their handle. They have Twitter in their name. The Jungle Twitter Posse, a.k.a. My Keyboard Bags. Do you guys have a contingency plan? What if Twitter does go down? What if we don't make it through the show? What if Twitter dies in the next hour? What if somebody sneaks into the hospital room and rips the plug out the wall and Twitter is dead? Then what? Am I going to have to buy a fax machine in the year 2022 for the JTP? The JFP? The Jungle Fax Posse? How's that sound, JF Peters?
to JFP. Hey, yo, JFP. They're just losing their minds right now. Hey, JFP, how are you going to complain about every single thing that happens on this show if Twitter goes down? How are you going to fire off your oh-so-original Oge, Bison Dele, Mama Cass, Billy Joel, John Denver, and Jay Leno takes? Fax machines do not work as fast. Back in the day, I think our record for number of faxes received during any given show was 331. I think that was the record. You imagine like the JFP trying to get their faxes in and getting a busy signal or me running out of toner and them not getting it on the air and nobody's seeing it. Yeah, I don't know. You know what that means, don't you? JFPers. You might have to actually call the program to participate in the program, which would be pretty wild. I mean, can you imagine that? Physically calling. What a concept. Y'all better hope Twitter survives, JTP. I know for a fact that Downing, Todd Downing, wishes Twitter did die last night, if not even earlier than that or sooner than that. Or this second. That way he wouldn't have to see the Todd Downing tequila shots trending. Or have his mugshot spreading like wildfire. I'm not making light of this at all. I mean, it, it, it is so beyond reprehensible at this point not to get a ride. With, with 8 million ride services. And especially you're an NFL team. You don't think they can get you home. Hey, Tanqueray Downing. Credit for taking the most normal DUI mugshot. You're not slobbering. You're not shirtless. You're not wearing a paper suit. So credit for that, I suppose. Tito's Downing. But my man, there is no excuse. That's not one bad night. That's not a, quote, mistake or a bad decision. It's inexcusable. In the game, Todd called the Wildcat. After the game, apparently, he called the Wild Turkey. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. I know you know about it because the second I got mine and I started talking about it, people were rushing up on me like they knew. They wanted to talk about it. It's because the egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. I'm telling you, you can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. Yes, try a pizza on the egg. It will amaze you. It works. It's incredible. So stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. It gets old. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll. With an authentic big green egg, it is a ceramic marvel. It's backed by a lifetime warranty. That's right, a lifetime warranty. It is simple to light. It is easy to use. It works without a power source. You don't have to plug anything in. So with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. How cool is that? And it makes a great gift. And they've got two models that are perfect for tailgating. 
The best part is you can have it delivered right to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's how I did it. It was an awesome experience. That's BigGreenEgg.com. And yes, you will thank me later. Carlton Marshall is joining us. Okay, so how did you end up at Troy and why did you decide to walk on there? You know, I've had family, you know, go to South as well as Troy. They are my older cousins and maybe a few uh, aunts and uncles as well. You know, they told me the type of city Troy is, you know, small town. The college is basically uh, (laughs) basically the city. But, you know, it was uh, just nice meeting people here, you know, getting to know, you know, lifelong friends that I've met here. You know, K.J. Robinson, first guy that popped into my head. You know, I'm just, uh, I was grateful to be here in the journey. You know, it, it was a long recruiting process for me and my uh, family. You know, we just sat down and made that decision. It was either North Alabama or Troy. And, you know, sitting back, making a decision, I say I made the best choice. You bet. Carlton Marshall is joining us. He's the all-time FBS leader in tackles. So I'm curious, when you get on campus, like, what was your mindset? Were you thinking to yourself, hey, I'm going to win or I'm going to be honored as an all-conference member a number of times. I'm going to set an all-time record. Or maybe were you trying to pick up that scholarship, get your education paid for? Were you looking for playing time? Like, what was your mindset when you walked on? Uh, my mindset when I walked on, you know, my father told me I had to come in here and be a Swiss Army knife, you know, try to be able to do everything, you know. But my mindset when I got here is just give my all out there and uh, play the cards that I was – play the cards that you're dealt. You know, I just uh, did what I could and just trying to go out there and give it all to the team. All right, so were you, when you first arrived, were you looking to prove the folks who invited you to walk on at Troy right, or were you looking to prove most of the rest of the world wrong? I would say uh, proving most of the, uh, prove the rest of the world wrong, you know. Of course, you know, you look at me on film, you look at me in person, you know, I'm not big in stature, but, you know, that's not going to uh, stop me to go out there you know, lay it all out there on the field for those uh, other 10 guys on there. Dude, we talk about this all the time, right? They can't measure heart. They can look at you and look at the measurables, but they cannot measure heart. For those who don't know, when you say that, you're listed at 5'9", 210, but you've posted 100-plus tackles four straight years. If I were to ask you to self-scout or break down your game, what is it that makes you such a tackling machine at that size? Like, is it technique? Is it the ability to read and react, or is it something else? Uh, you know, I give it, I can <laughs> say this to everyone who asks me. I can speak all day about, you know, those guys in front of me, Buddha Jones, Will Cholo, Richard Juvenar, Javon Solomon, you know, guys like that, you know, they keep me uh, free out there just able to chase the ball. But it comes to, you know, more just being a player within the defense. Because uh, our defensive coordinator, Shield Wood, he likes to express that, you know, he really hones in on that, you know, little details. And once you do your job and get everything handled, you know, you chase the ball with, like, your hair is on fire. So, you know, that's just one thing that we try to preach. All right, so I understand that. You're, you're definitely about the team. You're about the guys around you. I know that you have great gratitude. But you are one of three finalists for the Burlesworth Trophy. It's given each year to the nation's top player who started their career as a walk-on, and you were a finalist for that same award last season. What would it mean to you to end your college career by winning that prestigious award? You know, that would mean uh, the world – actually the world to me you know I uh, still keep in touch you know every now and then with last year's winner Grant Morgan you know we uh we didn't get to know each other that well but the time that I was there you know we got a good relationship you know it'll be nice to uh, see Stephen Bennett up there again you know oh Steph 
You know, I think me and him, me and his father have a really good relationship, better than uh, me and him did. But you know, it's just uh, you know, it's a huge deal, and I'm just uh, thankful. Carlton Marshall is joining us. You know, you mentioned a few moments ago the recruiting process and what that was like. It's the first season for a new head coach, John Sumrall, who recruited you in high school when he was Troy's linebackers coach. Then he moved on to jobs at Ole Miss in Kentucky, and now he's back, and you guys are having a great year. Do you feel like your career has kind of come full circle now that you've teamed up with him once again, and this was the guy who did believe in you in the recruiting process? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, most definitely. You know, it was uh, nice having that uh, sense of familiarity. You know, just getting knowing Coach Summerall, knowing how he is, how he feels about his players, you know, just how he goes about himself and how he holds himself. You know, I knew we were dealing with, you know, a very hard-nosed, heady coach that just, you know, just put it all for your team. And he, he will never tell you a lie. He will always uh, tell you the truth. And he look out for your best interest in the long run. So it was just nice to have him back. Well, you just nailed it. Isn't that exactly what you want from a head coach? Somebody who's not going to tell you what you want to hear, but rather what you need to hear. Somebody who's going to tell you things that are going to make you better. Somebody who's going to let you know exactly where you stand and somebody who does care about you. Isn't that exactly what you want in a head coach? No, yes, sir, most definitely. Uh, when I first got here, you know, we sat down and had a talk. I had to have a reality check, you know, look myself in the mirror and tell myself, okay, you need to do this, 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 you know, make a, make a list of things that I know I had to work at and get better on my own. You know, Coach Summerall, he definitely, you know, helped me out in the long run with that, even when I first got here. And many other coaches I can name. You know, even um, this week we have our dedication game against uh, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, I'm dedicating this game to Coach Webb Hamilton. He was one of the first uh, coaches that believed in me. Um, other than other than Coach Summerall, so it's nice that he'll be at this game this week. So really quickly, I thought about him. Why, in terms of a dedication game, what has he meant to you, and why are you going to dedicate the game to him? You know, he was. Uh, I would say when I first got here, he was like that angel on my shoulder. You know, when I first got here, he told me, "Okay, Carlton, we both know you're not the biggest, you're not the fastest, but it's certain little details in your game that can give you that." extra competitive edge out there on that field to make some guys like, oh, wow, he's, he's already at the play like that. You know, just simple things like that, reading my simple keys and like uh, we preach now, just being a player within the defense. You know, he really he really guided me through my, my first few years here at Troy. Carlton, this is bigger than football in a way, it seems to me, like what you just said. I guarantee there are a number of people listening right now that have been told you're not big enough, you're not fast enough, you're not smart enough, you're not talented enough, you don't look good enough. So when people are telling you those things, you might start to believe it and just kind of shut down and that becomes your reality. You obviously did not approach it that way. When you were being told things like you're not big enough, you're not fast enough, what did you do with that information? You know, honestly, I just put it on a back burner. I kept it in the back of my head. And a lot of people don't know this about me. Even when I first got here, you know, I, uh, I contemplated on not playing the game anymore. But sitting down, having talked to Coach Hamilton, Coach, uh, Coach Webb Hamilton, as well as my brother and my family, you know, they said, "Go back to what really made you start the game. Why do you love this game?" You know, once that question was answered, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. Carlton, think about that for a minute. You are the game, the sports all-time leading tackler, and you almost quit the game. How close did you come to not playing? No, I can say uh, it's, it's kind of hard to uh, look back now. You know, I've been uh, I've been here for what six years. You know, it's kind of hard to you know look back now and see what was really going through my mind. But I know, you know I was kind of teetering. I was on the fence about it. 
but you know, having those good talks and having that backbone, you know, that uh well, having my family as my backbone and Coach Webb, you know, that that played a huge role. It's such a powerful message, right? When you think that maybe you don't want to do it, when you think about abandoning the dream, don't do it because look what's in front of you. Look what look at the experience and look what might still be in front of you. And then finally, I know, I know it's about team goals, I know it's about your current situation. Hey, have you thought about how you might project on the next level? For instance, what are you being told, and how do you feel about your NFL prospects? Uh, I actually have not been uh, told where I'm prospective for the next level, but you know, like I said earlier, I would like to be where my feet be where my feet are. You know, focus on finishing out this season with a conference championship. And, you know, we'll see where that leads us. All right, that's next up, Louisiana Monroe tomorrow. And in the meantime, the one thing they cannot take from you. An all-time leader in tackles for the FBS, Carlton Marshall, my guest. Carlton, great to meet you. Great to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much, and good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. So what is the fastest ball sport in the world? Not baseball, not tennis. In fact, it is the sport of Hi-Li, spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I, originating in the Basque region of Spain. And played professionally in the U.S., most notably in the 1980s. Highlight is making an unprecedented comeback. The ball reaches speeds of 150 miles per hour. The action is intense. The danger factor is high. Six-person teams of professional athletes play the sport at the Magic City Frontin' in Miami, Florida. I invite you to check out all the action Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. and Friday night at 7 p.m. Go to HighLightWorld.com or download the free Highlight app in the App Store. The sport with its intensity and athleticism is well worth watching. Check out all the action at HighlightWorld.com. Matches are played similar to tennis with a player or team required to win two sets to win a match. Each set is played up to six points. It is a sport you need to check out. HighlightWorld.com. Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m. But the R.I.B. Let's go to Buffalo. Rick. In Buffalo, Rick, what's going on, my brother? Quick update from Orchard Park, Jim. I just shoveled out Rich Stadium in the league, seriously considering moving the game back to beautiful Buffalo. And after taking a quick piss break and throwing down a protein shake, I'll clear out the highways and major arteries in the southern tier, at which point even a moron like Goodell will have no other choice. And is there a bigger punishment than moving a home game to Detroit? As if having to spend our Thanksgiving in that dump of a city wasn't bad enough. That place is dirtier than the $3 hooker Vic and NoCal tried bargaining with last night. But before looking ahead to the Browns, Jim, I got to circle back to that train wreck last Sunday against the Vikings. I called for McDermott's head after the playoff loss against KC, but now I'm demanding for it. How in the hell does the head coach not have his QB try drying the defense offsides when the ball's being snapped from the one-inch line? Nine times out of ten, the defense jumps. You take the five, then kneel it out. Football 101, you bald dummy. And how in the hell does a head coach not grab every single DB by the face mask before that fourth and 18 prayer and scream, knock it down or pack your effing bags. Time for me to throw on the headset, Jim. 
I'll turn this damn thing around in a friggin' flash. And finally, Jim, how rich of midget Mark in Hollywood describing anything as teeny weeny. This dope still wears kid size underwear and orders Mickey Mouse pancakes at the local diner. At least he finally realized no one wants to hear that manufactured, high-pitched voice and doesn't call anymore. We're all thankful for that, you loser. War Josh Allen getting things right on the fast track in the Dome. War my Buffalo Bills making a Super Bowl run despite their C-minus head coach. War my fat-ass old man taking down a 50-pound Thanksgiving bird then dropping a deuce that clears out the promised land. Thanks for the vine, Jim. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I'm out. My brother, rock him. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection, the latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help you regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app and see terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Thursday night football last night was pretty much, eh, is I. Zeit, not the most exciting game ever. Also not the Colts beating the Broncos 12-9 bad. Was not that. It was right. It's fine. Now, the alternate stream, that was fire. That was fire. Because for the alternate stream this week, Amazon brought in the shop. You know, LeBron's HBO talk show. And what made it so great was how horribly it all backfired on LeBron. So in case you missed this, let me lay it out for you quickly. LeFib brought Jalen Ramsey in as part of a panel, which also included Rich Paul and Des Bryant. Probably a mistake by LeBrick. In fact, definitely a mistake by LeBrick because Jalen was in no mood to take any of Bron's bullcrap. Here is LeLiar claiming that Sean McVay has been looking at his Madden playbook. Because according to Braun, he knows how to fix the Rams' defense better than the Rams do. And it should shock nobody to hear that Jalen Ramsey, a member of that Rams' defense, was having absolutely none of LaFib's garbage. I think Coach McVay been looking at my playbook on Madden. Because <laughs> I put him, I play the Don coverage and I put him on the inside. Yeah. I put him on a blitz, but then I hit the switch where I could just put on just a, a QB content, a QB, I mean a QB spy, and I just roam him all over the, all over the field. So, so you, you been saw this, Bron. <laughs> you know what they say on Twitter, right? <laughs> I mean, that is so good. That is one of the best things ever. He just called out this dude's serial lying right to his face on his own broadcast. I've always liked Jalen Ramsey, but that might have been the very best 
that Jalen Ramsey has ever been. Dude has never been more of a shutdown corner than he was in that moment. You know, I you know my deal. I don't root. I don't play favorites. Unless you call out LeBron's bullcrap right to his face on LeBron's own special Thursday night football broadcast. Then I do root. Then I do have favorites. Then you become an all-time great. Listen to La Liar trying to lecture us about defensive football schemes. Dude, you sound like an eight-year-old. You run right into a buzzsaw on this one. You invite this buzzsaw onto your stream, and then you run straight into that buzzsaw by running your mouth about some bleep that you know nothing about. Never mind that La Liar set his own house on fire, right? Never mind that he set the Laker house on fire. Never mind that he's burning his own house to the ground. He's out here trying to tell others how to fix their homes. How great is that? He's run the Lakers right into the ground, but he's going to let Jalen Ramsey know how it really is with Ramsey's team. Great idea, LaFib. Of course that bleep blew up in his face. Ramsey, by the way, also told him right to his face that he would never, ever have cut it in the NFL. What about if Brian was in the league? So speaking of big dogs. Brian had no chance. I ain't gonna lie to you, Brian, you, Brian, they be saying you red zone thing. Red Brian, zone. You, Brian, you would got scrapped. How do you, how do you, how do you defend Brian? Out of, out of three I would, I would have put them paws on At the Brian. line? At the line. Can you jump? I ain't never been mossed in my career. I don't been. You never been mossed? Not mossed like, oh, on like my head? <laughs> no, not like that. Never. I don't know if you heard of Brian him. I would have mossed him. I would have mossed him. I would have mossed him. I mean, <laughs> this is such an ionic performance. From Ramsey on this stream. People have been feeding this whole Braun NFL fantasy for years. You know, and you got Braun's yes guys like, yo, yo, how'd Braun do in the NFL? How would he do in the NFL? And Jalen just comes on and he shuts that down too. Comes on this TNF stream and crapped all over that Braun to the NFL fantasy. Just crapped all over this guy on his own stream. And listen to that. Have you heard this? Like, all of Braun's guys are so offended. The crew is so offended. One guy jumps in at the end with, you're still the king. You're still the king. The only thing that could have been better than Jalen Ramsey dunking all over LeBrick is LeBrick dunking all over himself while thinking that he was being so clever. And yes, this dream even had that too. We got a transcendent franchise player like Aaron Rodgers, quarterback. Obviously, we know the quarterback position in the NFL, you know, besides if you had like a, a monster defensive end, you know what I'm saying, or a D tackle like obviously Aaron Donald. That's the, one, that's the most important position in the NFL. So why wouldn't you surround that when you got the picks? So to, to maximize what he can do. Are we still talking football or are we talking basketball? <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure you wasn't talking. I mean, about it definitely me. translates. But they didn't draft nobody though. Yeah, you see, hey, LeBag, nobody would ever believe that you're not talking about you. Because I mean he's like, no, no, I'm I'm not talking about my situation. I'm not talking about basketball. Nobody would ever believe that because you're only ever talking about you. It's all you ever do. 
talk about you. So you thought that you were being all cute with that passive aggressive, it definitely translates line, like throwing some low key shade at whoever the asshat was that built that Laker roster, whoever the total moron was that wanted Westbrook, the loser who built that purple and gold Titanic. That chump, that chump's the worst, right? What an incompetent clown. Too bad, LeGM, you're the guy. Why do you think everybody calls you LeGM? There's a reason why everybody calls you LeGM. LeGM? I love how running that Laker team into the ground is somebody else's fault. He's been running the team for years, but it's not his fault. It's somebody else's fault. That's the big difference between you and Aaron LaFibber. Like Aaron, aside from Randall Cobb, Aaron doesn't actually pick his teammates. You do. Aaron never made the front office go get Westbrook. You did. So way to own yourself with that sick burn. Way to own yourself on your own stream. Way to look like a tool on your own show. Way to get dunked all over and then dunk all over yourself. But that passive aggressiveness, you know, yeah, you get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you got to surround that guy with talent. You got a franchise player like that. We all know that the quarterback's the most important guy. You have to surround that guy. You have to get that guy some talent. You have to get that guy some help. Nice, passive, aggressive shot about whoever it is that's running the Lakers not getting you what you need. And here I thought the pinky cast was great TV. I thought that an alternate broadcast could never, ever top that. But I was wrong. The roast of LeBag Altstream is appointment viewing. You give me that every single Thursday, and I'll be locked in every single Thursday. This is it, Amazon. This is your slam dunk breakthrough idea. The games are garbage. They've been garbage. However, if you want to put this up alongside your game, you're giving the people what they want then. Give us that. Just make sure you have Jalen Ramsey on every single week. Or don't waste our time. Somebody has to tell LaFib what he needs to hear instead of those sycophants that he rolls with who tell him what he wants to hear for fear they'll get broken off if they don't. Hey, dude, don't worry about them, man. You're the king, man. <laughs> man, dude thought he was so clever. Like, we don't know what's up. Like, we don't know what he's been doing. Like, dude, we've been seeing this for over a decade from you. We know what's up. Did you listen to Jalen Ramsey saying, hey, LeBron, have you seen what they're saying about you on Twitter? He called him on it, straight up. He said, Sean McVay's been looking at his Madden playbook, and Jalen Ramsey says, hold up now. Dude, have you seen what they, and by they he means the entire world, what they're saying about you on Twitter, that you're a liar, you be capping. <laughs> you know what they say on Twitter right now? He says it once, you know what they've been saying on Twitter, right? And then his sycophants and his crew try and shut it down and shout him down. And Jalen says it a second time. You know what they've been saying about you on Twitter, LeBron. You be capping. This is not a guy on his own podcast talking about a guy who's not there. This is a guy on the guy's stream 
with his crew there, and he's on an island because Jalen Ramsey's used to being on an island, making damn sure that he lets LeBron know he's a liar on his own stream when LeBron tried to take a run at them for their defense. I don't know. I don't know what my favorite part about that is. That one guy jumping in at the end like, you're still the king. You're still the king. You're the king, man. You're the king. You're the king, though. You're the king, though. Hey, now, what's going on? Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. A tremendous Monday to you. What's everybody up to? Obviously, coming off that NFL weekend. Wild, wild NFL weekend. So, let's go ahead and get it. Josh Allen's status all week long. Was he going to go or not? It turns out, he was a go for the game of the year. One of the best games ever. Like, I could spend the entire show on that one game alone. I could spend the entire show on that one catch alone. Yeah! He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Well, what else can you say about this dude? Are you kidding? Is that the catch of the year? That's the safety. Give it to us. Give us the safety. Give us the safety. How about your Viking play-by-play man, Viking fans? Give us the safety. This dude's the best. How about your Vikings, Vikings fans? Hold on a sec. There's me smoking that. Kirk Thuggins can't handle the big game pack. For that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. Knowing what... Some guys are doing I've never seen anything quite like that. I mean, I'd probably cry too if I lost to Jeff Saturday's Colts. We all getting balls. Everybody's getting the game ball, man. Yo, all get an escalade. You get one, you get one, you get one, you get one. Escalates for everybody. Allegiant Stadium is the only place in Vegas where the house loses. Joshy McBillichick, Derek Carr, the reason for the Raiders suck it. Suck it. Carr. They wouldn't run through paper mache for Josh McDaniel. Charles Robinson. You know, Jim Mercer benched Matt Ryan, and Jeff Saturday said, This is the guy who gives me the best chance to win. If you want me to win, if you want me to have this job, you're going to let me have the quarterback back. <laughs> Imagine watching that crap fest. They break out with John Denver, and it's so awesome. But what if they'd gone to Neems? Man can dream. Neems, it could still happen. I would have walked off like Elway after back-to-back wins. Caleb, how proud your mother must have been to watch you win the smack off from the basement, you creep. Uh, uh, Christy Alley. And I got all nervous and just kind of blurted out the subjects that I had on there. And, it is so uh, awesome. Like, he had a little note uh, card. Kirstie Alley, Kirstie Val Alley. Kilmer, Global Warming. Uh, but then he forgot what he was going to say about each one of them Global and just started saying them. Uh, Warm Matt and Cleveland. Tyrese uh, Halliburton is my guest. Do you feel like you should have gone higher than even 12? Well, of course I feel like I should have went higher than 12. Uh, yeah. That's not a question. Well, is that a question? That's not a question. Well, is that a question? That's not a question. Well, is that a question? <laughs> got down here at 530. Nobody here in the dark. And I'm just looking at the stadium thinking of about the game. My He's man, this guy rolls up eight hours before, hours before the gates even open. Game. 70 beers. And the commodes <laughs> flush the eagles right down the toilet. Twiddle. Can't wait to see what you're burning on today. I was burned on yesterday. <laughs> really? Wow. Do you not have anything better to do than that? How can I hold you up as a standard, Left? Since you started talking about Wisconsin, how much more gas is, how much more groceries are, power bill. Dan ah. in Sacramento. I think they can definitely run the table. Um, not necessarily maybe run the I certainly didn't use the phrase running the table. I'm going to re-glock the JTP. You guys are now called the KBs, the keyboard bag. I look up and right in my face, it's Adam Silver. 
he really does look like an alien posing as a human being. If this guy can run a marathon while smoking, <laughs> I guarantee you this guy can quit. You know what? He's probably like, oh, you want me to quit? Watch this. Hey, y'all, watch this. Watch me run another marathon. I'll quit smoking when you can do that, bitches. You do the Peloton. I'll do the Parliament. Right now, they're saying for the Bills game, 27 degrees with a wind 15 to 25 miles per hour. I want to see snow high enough that you can barely see the top of the first down markers. That's what I want. Don't mess with this. Don't take this from us. Maybe ready for it, but are we ever? I got a couple of beefs. Let's try the calls. Don, what's your beef? Don from Detroit, Jim. Dan. What's going on, Jim? Not too much. How about you? Oh, not too bad. Put the quarterback under the center and sneak it. Rowdy is out. My beef is with you not playing the adult alarm anymore. McCauley! Get out of Okay, Jim Mora Jr. I'm a very loyal person. You know, when I was at UCLA, Jim, I turned down um, five jobs that everyone would probably say were better than the UCLA job at that time. That place is dirtier than the three dollar hooker Vic and No Kale tried bargaining with last night. Knock it down or pack your effing bag. Hey, you don't worry about that, man. You the king, man. <laughs> Literally, the coitus is loading. Holy cow! My career is over. I took one hit and one blow. Oh! Gracious. Thank you. Really appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot, Jim. Any potential purchaser of a security offered by my resource is 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-821-4-ORDER-MOST-DOSEN-STATES-BUT-H-DOSEN-VERY-BUCH-IN-STATES-GAMBLE. Two chicken quesadillas and a chocolate shake. Good for you. Holy moly. I'm humble pie out, okay? Squalor. And as a leader, that pisses me off. Well, thanks so much, Jim, and go Norse. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Where'd you hear that before? Where do you go from here? Home. Good night now! Austin, Texas. Otis in Austin, you want to talk about a throwback, a flashback, an old schooler. Otis, what's up, my man? How are you? Yeah, thanks for the vine, Jim, and happy holidays to you and yours and the XR4TI crew. Nice. You too, Otis. Now, now about this, this here snowstorm, a.k.a. Snowpalooza market, nine months from now, around August 18th, 2023, Babies will be popping out like popcorn all over the Northeast, and most of them are going to be named Rick and Buffalo. As for this Twitter fiasco, clones, just be glad you never had to face a real crisis. Like back in the day before the telephone answering machine was invented, or you had to place a sports bet through a bookie named Rocco or a Moose. Hell, the real reason I didn't call the show for 20 years is I couldn't find a payphone to save my ass. Seriously, clones, when you put your hand in the goo that five minutes before was your girlfriend's pregnancy test, well, you'll know what to do. Show me your Twitter feed. Boy, let's do us. We go to Little Rock, Arkansas. John in Little Rock. My brother John, what's up? Bop, 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 bop. Hey there, Otis. Your monkey ass was waiting on the phone lines all the way through lunch. 
But when Jim Rohn let your monkey ass on the airways, LV forgot to hit you with run button crunch, run button crunch, run button crunch. That's the way LV should have ran your ass, run button crunch. Rock him. Nice job, John. Good night, now.